Shall we begin the solid process of Kyle and Kala episode one? That's mad, isn't it? Happy, happy. <laughs> Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super excited. Super. Can't wait. Yeah. It's hard. Well, it's, it's hard that I'm having to try maintain eye contact. I might turn the chair a little Yeah, I'd say, yeah. yeah. Just get yeah. comfy, Josh, you know. Get comfy, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're here for, for the long haul. We're in for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> North and South coming together. Bloody hell. Who'd have thought? It's better than Megan and Harry, this. <laughs> <laughs> Been more anticipated than them, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Code and Colour. You are joined by two fantastic hosts, if I do say so myself. My name is Tyler. And my name is Josh. And yeah, this is the very first episode. We're so excited. Thank you for listening. If you are, if you're not, please do, begging you to do so. Um, So we are Code and Colour, and the purpose of this show is to talk about some of the things that we are passionate about. Uh, in terms of what we want to get into work-wise, I guess. Um, so we're both really into digital drawing, yeah? Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah. How long have you been drawing for, Josh? On and off, about 10 years. Um, I've only recently sort of got into it. Um, wow. And like recently sort of got into it like professionally and like really tried to put some effort into, you know, getting my proportions right and mm. really sort of like narrowing it down and, and, and doing it properly. 10 years that's crazy i've only been doing it since i've been drawing for about four months now um pretty pretty i'd say pretty intensely um i, I sort of once i started getting into it and figured that i could do it i was like oh it's like it almost became a bit addicting mm. um so i'm getting into drawing uh, and the reason that i personally done it is that i wanted to get into animation it's been a dream of mine for as long as i can remember um and for josh for me, um, learning like three D modeling, um, learning the proportions of humans, and um, sort of with game design as well, I'd like to make my own meshes so that I can put objects into scenes and and really sort of you know build on that and make good quality characters. All I ask, Josh, is that you don't base the proportions of a human being on yourself. All right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Be really hench. <laughs> <laughs> really hench. They'd yeah. be built like a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah. Um, Josh is massively into video gaming. Um, obviously, I am as well. But I want to get into animation, and we thought we'd create a, a lovely talk show about those two topics, um, just because there's something we're vastly passionate about. It's an industry that always seems to be in and out of trouble. Um, we'd like to talk into that and dive into some of the things that go on, and give you some of our thoughts on some some of our biggest influences and inspirations. Um, does that sound to you? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Let's get into it then. Yeah. Cool. So, um, with it being January, or by the time that we recorded it, this was in January, um, and it's a br- obviously a brand new year, 2023. Happy New Year, Josh, by the way. Happy New Year, babe. Brilliant. Baby. <laughs> um, so, we thought what we would do is talk about some of the things that we should expect in animated uh, shows and movies and video games. Um, got a few a few things that are coming out this year. Um why don't we start with some animated shows that are coming out and we can talk about what we might be looking forward to with them. So some big things that we can expect. Some of these have already kicked off. Uh, first of all, The Bad Batch that's come out this uh, recently. 
Um, we will be talking about that in the future episodes. Um, we've got Invincible Season 2 out this year. I believe we've got Legend of Vokes Machina, which is already out as well, Josh. Yeah, I think I th- you're watching that, aren't you? I think that came out last Friday. I need to start it. It's that Season 2, but yeah. It's been on my radar for a while. I will be giving that one a go, but I haven't seen it myself. What's it called? Big Hero 6, Big isn't Hero, it? Yeah. Um, so a new season of that, will be, or a season of that is out. Uh, second season of Star Wars Visions. Again, we'll probably get into that. Um, Mario's coming out. In um, yes, yeah, so we've got a few animated movies. The Super Mario movie. Um, oh, can't wait till we get into that one. Yeah. A quick question, Chris Pratt. What are we saying? Uh, I think it's a lot of hype for a voice that really sounds like Chris Pratt playing <laughs> playing an Italian plumber. Um, I, I, I'm not on the bandwagon with you know all the hate. I think you know he's, he's going to bring to it what he's go- he's going to bring Chris Pratt to. Mario, but yeah. you know, I see saw the second trailer got quite hyped. His, yeah, his things I mean, in he there. got the he got the wahoo, the iconic yeah. line down to an absolute T there. Um, so that that's good. Uh, what else have we got this year? Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, yeah. very very much widely anticipated sequel to the first one. Um, I think we could definitely look into talking about that in future episodes. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to unpack because controversially think it's the best Spider-Man film ever made. But we'll we'll get there. Uh, Josh is looking at me like. No, I agree. I oh, agree. oh yeah. Oh, no, okay. Completely well, on board. Yeah. That's going to be a short episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously uh, Pixar. I've got Elemental out this year, which looks super cute. Uh, it's kind of giving Inside Out vibes. Super excited for that one. Um, and then video games as well. We've got a lot of big stuff coming out. Some huge heavyweight games coming out um the very much exciting sequel and so needed uh the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom yeah um hopefully a very successful sequel to the breath of the wild which i don't know if you've played it josh i have yeah yeah you're a fan uh i'm do you know what uh, controversially i'm not a huge zelda fan okay. but i really well really... this has been code and cut <laughs> <laughs> but i really i really like breath of the wild i love the mechanics behind it i love all the little things you can do mm. with you know all the different weapons and like you can make just yeah, so yeah. many different variations of how you play that game so i'm excited for the second one i'll be definitely there awesome yeah me too uh it's been i mean i've played breath of the wild twice completed it twice um both times i've played it completely different ways because i like that it's kind of a bit sandboxy in that regard Mm -hmm. you can play it in your own way um so i'm really excited for the new one and we're going up to the sky i'm kind of thinking do they are they just gonna skyward sword it uh, again but who knows we'll we'll when it's out i'm sure we'll do a bit of a deep dive um but other games that we can be uh, expecting is hogwarts legacy uh it's been delayed a few times um hoping that it will be good it looks fantastic we will definitely be doing an episode on that in the future star wars jedi survivor the sequel to uh jedi fallen order um forespoken that looks interesting uh, a new assassin's creed game mirage set in baghdad so yeah. we'll see how that goes uh what else have we got josh any any thoughts and anything you can think of uh not off the top of my head um there's there's loads of games coming out that i'm excited for uh, but m- predominantly I'm, I'm looking forward to dead space remake um so a bit of horror um because i know callisto won't doing that well so let's see what dead space is like yeah um, have you played did you play the original one uh, the original Dead Space, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I, I think they've added things to it, though, haven't they? They've I added think so. some extra content. To yeah, they've they've edited a few things. Like I think Isaac's got a face in this one. I don't remember him having a face in the first one. He gets it in the second oh, one. What, so he doesn't just have his helmet on the entire yeah, time. Yeah, like in this one. What is it with things? The way yeah. the characters have got just their helmets on, and that's what they're famous for. And they go, you know what? Let's give them a face. Like 
I'm sure Josh is dying to talk about this in the future, and we probably yeah. will. But Halo, don't bring up Halo. It's too soon. <laughs> it's just too soon, mate. Uh, what did? What were they thinking? <laughs> too soon. Too soon. No, Josh. The problem is you only just watched it recently. It's been out for nearly a year. That sh- yeah, <laughs> people have had that for a year to suffer with. You know, from episode one. Oh. episode one. Oh no, we'll get into that. No. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, other games that are coming up for me um, a big uh, one that I'm excited for it's not even a big game uh, it's a little indie title and I come onto it about three months ago it's called Season I can't remember the rest of the name now that's quite annoying uh, give me a, set, a se- Season A Letter to the Future um, a little indie title that's coming out that essentially I described it to Josh as just straight vibes Um it's just i think the animation of well the artwork of it it just looks stunning you play as this woman who it seems like the end of the world is coming um and she wants to record memories with uh, audio recordings of sounds in the world and she takes photos and she fills out a journal and you just ride around this big world that's quite empty but beautiful uh on a bicycle um and so i'm really excited for that one coming that's actually out very soon uh it comes out in 10 days the 31st of january uh, or 10 days from when this was recorded so yeah um that's what i'm excited for this year uh josh you have any other any any other wisdom to part on us and there is there is a game i'm actually quite excited for um it's called wanted dead wanted dead uh, yes what's that i it's hard to describe but it's basically like devil may cry meets uh oh, i don't know like kill bill there we go we'll go devil may cry meets kill bill um it's really violent uh you can <laughs> you've got a, you've got a sword and you've got a machine gun and you're i'm you're, looking at a poster of it there's a yeah. cat what's that about After, i'm not sure it's it's very it's out there but it's it just looks like carnage like it looks you know a little left field yeah you you're you're shooting you're shooting many many people it's just <laughs> i don't know how to explain it without like being sort of like over excited for it but it's just <laughs> it's, if you think of like an action movie as a game it's mm. like old school like stranglehold if you ever played that or max Payne, where right, it's just okay. you walk into a room and just tear it apart and like there's big mechs and stuff and you have to take them down with a sword and and you, you've got a machine assault rifle and you're just going at people and oh, I, think, yeah. I think it just looks great okay well um when's that out do we know, we know uh we've got a, we've got a oh, little... valentine's day oh yeah, that February sounds 10th. delightful doesn't it violent video game with you and your with your your, your better half josh yeah. deadpool did well you know that's, that's true that i forgot that came out hey, you valentine's know. day what a bad day <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well maybe you know valentine's day is the day of vi- i'm not gonna finish that sentence yeah <laughs> awful i've heard that in my head before once I saw a film called my bloody valentine so that just made me think <laughs> of that <laughs> um cool well there's quite a lot that's uh coming up this year and already so much that has come out as i said bad batch has started and vox machina uh, has released its second season and that leads us quite nicely into what we'd like to next talk about, which is the recently released TV show, Velma. Jinkies! 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 <laughs> Velma, the prequel series to Scooby-Doo. Um, I don't know which Scooby-Doo it's a prequel to, because there's so many series of it. Um, but Velma, um, so recently come out is... An ad- uh, it's like an adult animated comedy show um, based on the beloved character Velma Dinkley. 
Uh, it's on out on HBO Max. Uh, if you're in America, it's quite difficult to find. If you're in the UK, I won't tell you my whereabouts of finding it. <laughs> um, but Trade it's secret. It's, you you got to be uh, you got to be in the know. Code and color secrets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's got Mindy Carling playing as Velma Dinkley, um, who you should all know from the US Office uh, and things like that. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, hmm. you loved it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I've just been dying to talk about how much I love this show. Um, <laughs> why don't you start, Josh? Why don't you start? So controversially, I'm actually not with the masses that hate it. So I'm just going to stop you there. I know I said, <laughs> I'll let you start. But I'd like to just start before when he says controversially, I just want you, everyone to know that this is actually currently voted the worst rated animated TV show of all time. Yeah. On IMDb, it has a rating of 1.3 stars out of 10. Yeah. And and in a lot of aspects, I think it does deserve the hate. But I just... I, I watched two episodes yesterday, and I was like, I actually want to know how this finishes. I, I think there's a lot of things that they get really wrong. And I think there's a lot of things that they get really, really right. It, but it just feels... It feels very try-hardy. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I, I watched with... I almost felt like I was watching it through the cracks in my hands. Um, I just... Oh. No, right, okay. I will give my thoughts on it, but let's hear some positive things first, Josh. So, for me, the story basically goes, something happens and Velma has to solve a mystery. Now, the mystery itself is the most intriguing part of this show it actually is yeah like i, I enjoy i want to find out what happened in Do you the know what? that's what's quite frustrating yeah. for me so far as i think the premise is a little bit interesting yeah i just think it's executed poorly but yeah. and, and i would agree with you on that i think there's a there's a lot of things in there um for instance um velma being being a person of color is not an issue and not not a problem you know it's happy to be that way it's interesting that you bring the per, uh, person of color up that doesn't bother me. No. Shaggy is also an African-American yeah. male in this. Doesn't bother um, me. It does, there's one thing about Shaggy being black in this that does bother me. Which is? <laughs> I know. People are probably going, bloody hell. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So there's a joke in the second episode that felt like it was only shoehorned in because uh, the only reason they made him black was to shoehorn that joke in. Okay. So there's a bit where he's sat in the car when Velma's breaking into Fred's house. Yeah. And he's sat in the car on the phone and then the police pull up and he's like, oh, I don't need this right now. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, have you just shoehorned that joke in yeah. to make a dig? Because I would it have been a big controversial deal if it was Fred, who they have kept as a, a white male in this show? Yeah. Would it have been the same thing? I don't know. It just, for me, felt a bit like, is this the only reason you've made Shaggy Black? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of like character assassinations in the TV show. Like mm. they they play on the fact that Fred is you know a an alpha like white male, but he's actually a bit of an idiot, and he comes from like privilege. Um, yeah, and I just think that they they just play off on these all these like stereotypes, and then they you know, <sighs> Daphne's an adopted Asian person of Asian heritage uh, by two lesbian parents, and it's and and while there's nothing wrong with that, it just feels like they're just jumping on that bandwagons and try and make them more accessible to more more of an audience and i think i, I think if they kept it if, if they made say velma a lesbian person of color fine but then just keep piling on different things and it just slaps you in the face every time you yeah, watch it and i think the trouble i have with it is each of the stereotypes they've given to the characters are annoying yeah. 
like Fred being a pr- over overly privileged child who can't even cut his own food yeah. is annoying. And it wasn't. I, I don't. I didn't find myself in a position where I thought that was funny. Um, Daphne. Uh, do you know what? I think Daphne's the only one to me that feels real. I could actually imagine her being stuck up and a bit pretentious, right? Because all throughout the original shows of Scooby-Doo, she was the desired one by Fred, and it was very obvious that that one and Velma was almost just sort of like the dorky one that no one would ever bat an eyelid. That's always been a running gag throughout Scooby-Doo, so it makes sense that they would carry that on, and obviously where this is a prequel set in high school it makes sense to carry that gag on. What is annoying is how much they tell everyone that. Um, you know, I feel like, for the f- especially in the first episode, the first 10 minutes is just over, exp- like, so much exposition that I was like, like, just trust that your audience can find the, find the humour. You don't need to spell out every single joke to me. Like, there's that bit when they're all in the girls' changing rooms and they're like, ah... Uh, People only watch these things because, you know, the the interesting part is the romance between two female characters and that everyone's naked and blah, blah, blah. Whilst that's also happening, yeah. it's almost like they're having to spell out their own jokes to us. And I just, I don't like that. I think you need to, you need to trust that your audiences are mature enough, especially as you're aiming this as a, at an adult audience. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not saying you're aiming it at an audience that grew up with Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo has been around longer than I have. So and probably you have as well. I think so, Josh yeah. is about seventeen years old. No, I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it's been around way before you and I were probably even thought of, right? So it's definitely not aimed at the original audience. I would say it's probably the audience probably is aimed at people like us and people from like twenty to thirty years old. Uh, I would say is where it's aimed. I just think they had no faith in us as an audience to enjoy it and understand the jokes and that's annoying for me and that's why i fell off family guy and things like that because they spell out every single joke you know if you have to do a cutaway to make some pointless joke why that doesn't add anything i don't know well i you know i tend to agree and for for me it's where are you going with this like as a series like you you're supposed to be it's supposed to be a prequel to you know the mystery machine and the gang being together but fred's currently an idiot um Daphne's doing her thing, you know, spoiler alert, she's selling drugs, you know. Um, called Mystery Machine. Called Mystery Machine, yeah. Like, and, what? And, is that all yeah. you could think of? I just... And we don't know whether or not Shaggy is a stoner, even though he, there's so many, like, 420 jokes and, and they're, they're walking around and he does, like, a Munchies podcast. And it's like, how do you get from that team to the team that everybody's grown up with? Like, And they're all, like, a yeah. tight-knit family. Yeah. Especially when you look at, like, the animated shows. Like, they're all very... Yeah. Close. Although I think the film that the sorry not the animated um, yeah the live action film sorry um, Daphne and that is also essentially still playing into that I'm the popular girl yeah. stereotype Velma very much being the dorky person so they get that aspect of it for me that is the only two uh, like archetypes that yeah. kind of make sense Fred doesn't make sense to me no it's too far out you're going too far in the field with I, it like he is. I can't see how he goes from being someone who can't cut his own steak to being the person and going who who seems to always unmask who the villain is, right? He, and have a great plan. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who makes the plans and knows what yeah, needs to be done. And it, uh, where, how does he get there? So, I mean, I feel like they've gone so left field with it that yeah. I just can't make sense of it. 
Um, now, I said to Josh before this started, there's only one bit in the show that actually amused me. Any ideas? Uh, and it's not one of the jokes. It's, the, in the first, it's in the first episode. I think it, there's a bit I laughed at, but I can't remember what it was. It actually really made me laugh, and I'm going to tell you, put you out your misery. So there's a bit where they have the funeral for that girl. Yeah. And she's just singing... Um, Pony by Genuine, but in like a really slow voice at a funeral. And for some reason, just if you're horny, and a really <laughs> slow, just really made me laugh. But that is it. Yeah. And I, do you know what? I even caught myself and went, that's going to be the only thing that makes me laugh in the show. I mean, lo and behold, it really is. Yeah. Some of them, uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, chuckles I had, uh, but nothing, you know, if we compare it to like, I don't know, like like Archer, for instance. I'm a big Archer fan. Uh, the jokes just land. They might be, you know, batted on you all yeah. the time, and you, you get it, you know. But they're, but just they're not funny. spelled out to you either in Archer. They are a little bit, but the the punchline is never given to you. No. Like you know, they build the joke up. I feel like Archer is always a series of dad jokes. Yeah. But Archer is the ultimate dad joker, right? Like that. That's what makes it funny. But and he's not an annoying character, and I think. Velma is probably the worst character in the show. They've just made Velma the most annoying character. Um, I have any. I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that I think people find Mindy Carlin quite annoying as well anyway. But and that might also have something to do with the writers, whoever wrote this show. Actually, have a comment on that, to be fair. There's a line in the show, which was picked up on Twitter, actually, um, and I, I, was, I, I agree with it. There's a there's a line in the show where uh, it's um, where Velma makes a dig at adults watching animated TV shows. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's almost like you're just taking the piss out of your audience and yeah. going, "Oh, it's weird that adults still watch animated TV shows." Like, I beg these writers just actually like the shows that they write and actually care about the things they write. It almost seems like, who was that joke for? Because I'm an adult watching an animated TV show. This show isn't for. Uh, kids is it there's just nudity throughout the whole beginning of that first episode i just think it seems to me like the writers don't care and it didn't it seems to me like they don't care about the source material because i can't see i don't know about you but i can't see how we're going to get from where we are i've only what bear in mind i've only watched two episodes where we are at this point in the story to them essentially being the mission machine and is scooby-doo going to be introduced mm, yeah i mean i did notice that one of the uh, twitter handles on shaggy's podcast uh, was scrappy like nine three or something like that, and I was like, "Is that a Scrappy Doo reference? Is there?" It has to be, doesn't it? You know, is, it, is, is that it... is that all it's going to be? Is yeah. just sort of little homages through the worst sort of references ever, like the drugs. There was Mystery Machine, and there was another one, and it was very much I can't remember. But also, what's Velma's iconic line? Jinkies. She yeah. hasn't said it yet. Yeah, We're two episodes in, she hasn't said Jinkies. Yeah, and they're, they're oh, there, oh, there was a. <laughs> Did you like the the pregnancy photo shoot bit? Well, yeah, oh, forgot about that. See, what were the babies? Pu- yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. Shout out to my wife Molly. Um, <laughs> don't make the joke. Soon to make the joke. Anyway, carry on. Carry so, on. so uh, she's currently, you know, uh, carrying our first child. There's due in April, and I watched this pregnancy skit where the child 
burst, trying to burst out of this animated character's stomach and take like a photo shoot. And I was just like, that's so weird. <laughs> it's like so it's awful. such it's such a weird choice. It looks like something out of Alien. Like I was like, there's such a weird thing to do, and I, it did make me chuckle because you can see like the baby smiling against the skin. It's but it was disgusting. just such, it's just such a weird. Oh, like, why would you make sad. that choice? Like I, when she came downstairs and she was like, "What's it like?" and I was like, "There's a baby that's just been doing a photo shoot in someone's stomach." She was like, "What?" <laughs> that's what, and I, that's most of the feeling I had watching the show. Like while I am invested in the story and like trying to find out what's happening with the mystery, there's a lot of points where I'm just like, "What? What? Why? Eh?" <laughs> So I'm just looking through Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, I am uh, chronically online, specifically on Twitter. But I think it's funny to see what people think. And it, um, one of the tweets here is someone shared where this someone um, where Popgrave, um, a channel on Twitter, have said that this is the worst rated animated TV show of all time. Um, and someone's retweeted it uh, and quoted it saying, Velma really achieved racial harmony. Never before has, a de- has every demographic united to let everybody know that a show is absolute arse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's probably true. I think yeah. everyone's going to look at this and go, brilliant. Shaggy is a really false representation of the African-American uh, community. Um, you know, Velma, I think people will probably say Velma and Daphne are probably, well, Daphne might get away with it. However, they've just essentially made the Asian um, sort of an Asian lady or someone of Asian heritage a drug dealer. Yeah. And the other one, the most unbearable character of all time, which is Velma. Um, no, I don't know if it does a lot for sort of. Yeah, not to mention that obviously Daphne's adopted from from two sort of lesbian parents, and she's now revolting. As Who are also two very annoying characters. Yes, and I I don't understand their dynamic. Are they meant to be stupid? Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, we're taking credit for this arrest. What you didn't do anything? Oh, yeah. God, it's I don't know. And it's like trying trying to get Fred off the cases by proving that Fred is a, is a child and he's not capable of doing what he's doing. Yeah. And it's just it, why like you sit in a writer's room and you're all like, this is a great idea. <laughs> like what? Why? This is what I mean. I think the writers actually don't care, yeah. which is why they put that throwaway line that you know, um, people that watch animated show, adults watching animated shows is weird. Like I just I don't know. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot to be said as well of, of you know projects that are coming out and that have been coming out is if the writers and the producers and the directors and the people that are working on it are passionate about the project a good example Witcher you know if you, if that person is passionate about what he's doing um, you get good quality stuff you know you, yeah. you, you get people who are enthralled in the making of it and you know and that want it to succeed and it feels like I let's... think Witcher was a bad example yeah but I was more talking about Cavill like Cavill's making the Warhammer tv show and that guy loves warhammer like no end I'm not, I'm not a huge fan myself but i'm excited to see it because he's so passionate about it but and i think that with this they kind of just fired it out and like oh yeah scooby-doo we can make some money off it and let's make you know let's let's see if we can a- a- appeal to more broad audiences by you know putting racial demographics in there making daphne a drug dealer and they're just like no one's thought about any of the characters no. arcs or dynamics or you know what what makes them what makes the show a 30, 30, 40 year show that everybody's loved. You know, exactly. it's iconic. And so um, it's interesting you say that. There's a, another tweet here that says, the Velma show is disappointing because it's like they took a show and completely disregarded the original Scooby-Doo fan base as a target audience. Yeah. I honestly don't know who the target audience for this show is supposed to be. Agreed. And truthfully, no do I. Because no. I don't even think they know. No. You know, you've, you've, made, you've made fun of every single demographic you can think of. Yeah. And also made fun of your target audience, who I supposedly are meant to be young adults to sort of 
young, yeah, just younger adults, really. Um, Are they trying to I be meta? I see. I thought that immediately when they're telling you every joke. Yeah. Are they trying to be meta? But what are they? What is that achieving? What for? It just, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Rick and Morty does it better. You know, they they t- make fun of their audience and they you know they they see that people you know are certain demographics and but they do it in a way that makes sense. It's just yeah. not like joke after joke after joke about even you know, like and I um, it's controversial and I know it's probably going to be controversial on a show about animated shows, but I don't like South Park, right? Yeah, but that is another show that I can admit has taken the mick out of their audience in the right way you know yeah. uh, they, but they're respectful of i know they take the ever-loving piss out of everything yeah but it's respectful and i think it, it comes from a certain charm with them as same as anything like rick and morty as well they they will dig into anything yeah but they respect their audience i think a little bit they've gone a bit too far um obviously there's been some controversy around justin Roiland lately yeah but, <laughs> yeah um i think this one is just not doing that i think it's just i don't know it's like they've just splurged a story together and it's gone i think i think i think a better dynamic would have been right there's a there's a mystery that's happening and each person has to be recruited as you go along it can be adult it can be graphic it can have nudity it can be whatever but you bring the team together to solve this mystery and not just have velma do it herself and be surrounded by yeah idiots essentially you know and bring the team together and have, have like an actual you know I'm a big superhero fan, but have your Avengers moment where everybody's come together and they've all got their things that they bring to it, you know, and and play on those dynamics, you know, and go for it. Do you think they might have introduced the rest of the mystery gang too soon as well? Because this is a show that's about Velma. Yeah. But Fred, Daphne and Shaggy feature quite heavily. Yeah. I think... It would have been nice. Like I feel like there's nothing to really look for as a fan of Scooby Doo. Mm. Um, I'm not saying I'm the big. I like Scooby Doo. Like, like yeah, it's enjoyable, like the, right? Yeah, like the next I, person. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm like oh, I love Scooby Doo. Like, yeah. Um, but as a fan of those sort of that property, there's nothing nothing really to look forward to, and unless that's going to be the introduction of Scooby and Scrappy. Um, I don't think anyone will be looking forward to Scrappy. He's insufferable for, uh, yeah. in every in every version of himself. Um, but Scooby you know hopefully we will see him in the show but then they did that scooby sequel a few years back a prequel earlier as well didn't mm-hmm. they so yeah because that's set when scooby uh shaggy's a kid isn't it this this scooby i haven't Scoob. kept up to the the mediums i'm not gonna lie i, I, I so remember there was, the films yeah there's there's a film called scoob and it was like a prequel. oh yeah yeah with zach, zach efron's playing fred i can't remember yeah i, th- I think so uh, yeah i've seen it and Fr- shaggy's a kid in that or younger he is so why younger. is he not why uh, he should have Scooby. So why? Have, oh, I don't know. That's a that's a weird film in itself yeah, as well. Have you have you seen it? No, I actually haven't. So the villain in that is Dick Dastardly. Really? Yeah, from like uh, Dick Dastardly and Mutley. Like, they're, they're, I suppose they're Warner Brothers. They, they are, yeah. And, I, and I, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I know that character, and it's like, you know, what? Why is this what it is? And then it sort of gets the reveal that this is this person, and Mutley appears at some point in it, and you're just like, well, what? Where? Since since when are they the villains of? of a scooby show like what what, what? like mm. it's just like people have got into it like i'm i'm i think i remember it's a warner brothers property it is uh, warner yeah, brothers yeah yeah because yeah. um, i'm pretty sure scooby's dog tag is yeah 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 i think warner so yeah brothers, yeah yeah um so for me they just feel like the shoehorning stuff in it. it's like they 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 saw uh, space jam with lebron james well that is 
all right um it's not the original though is it no it's not but it's and not also i think that's a separate topic like you know why lebron's in it because it's based off of what they did with the first one yeah which is iconic but, yeah but yeah. you just shoehorning stuff in there for the sake of it and i think that's what velma does it just shoehorns things that just don't make sense no and i think so we want to bring it back a little bit to talk about the the the, the bit that actually is interesting of this show which is the storyline the actual mystery side of it i think works like that's a cool premise and it's um in itself i do whilst i do think it's executed poorly i would be interested to find out who is responsible for what's happening in the show the only thing i will say or another thing i will say um i feel like a lot's going on very quickly and i was watching it and i feel like if you looked away like for a minute and came back to it like just say like oh someone say you were talking to someone oh yeah no i'll do that in a bit blah 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 blah. and then you come back to the show five seconds later and you're like hang on what have i just missed like i have no idea what's going on like one minute one minute she's like with daphne running away from daphne's parents because they're drug dealing but the parents don't know it's daphne spoiler of course um the next thing i know velma's having some weird hallucinations which don't make any sense yeah. either. No, yeah, like I was going to say, like the 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 actual mystery side of it is is great, and you know I'm curious to see how it pans out. But then it's like there's things that happen while she's trying to solve it because she's she's trying to find a spoiler alert. Her mum goes missing, mm. and she's trying to solve that mystery. And every time she's trying to solve that mystery, she keeps having like uh, visions and and things uh, like hallucinations. Like... Yeah, and they're they're attacking her and putting a hand in her chest, and it's. It's weird and it's really sort of scary, you know, like a scary like monster version of her mum. And it's just like, right, okay, I get that. But what it doesn't make sense. Like, what no. you're just piling I've on actually, stuff. I've um, actually... So, a, a thing I, I, I've seen a lot of is, obviously, it's very clear that uh, Velma is an anxious character. They, they want her to be anxious and she has her panic attacks. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's a very in. Oh, I would agree. I don't have panic attacks, but I think we can all tell that's probably not how a panic attack feels. No. And you have that sort of what's the word I'm looking for? So like, um, initially it was Shaggy making her laugh that yeah. would help her calm down, um, and then um, Daphne in the end is the one to help her calm down. But there's been a lot of people comparing it to some recent properties, which I haven't seen. I'm dying to watch is the latest Piss and Boots movie. Oh, can't wait. I oh. really want to watch it. It's out soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, I think there's a scene in that where Puss is having a panic attack. Um, and a lot of people have said it's a far more realistic version. Now, don't get me wrong. They're very two different projects, right? Velma is obviously very uh, exaggerated. I think my point in all this is, is like what i don't understand what they're trying to offer their audience are you now just taking the piss out of anxiety and panic attacks for what reason like mm. I, I don't really get it yeah um well for me just just before we sort of continue with that thing films i'm looking forward to puss in boots you've hit it right on the nail there <laughs> i am so looking, so excited i'm so excited for that we we, we will yeah. definitely be looking into that one um might yeah. even have to I think I'm even going to cinema that one as well. 100% actually, yeah. 100%. I've not actually seen the first one. It's first got two first. forms of animation. So for the Code and Colour audience, it's it's <gasps> two forms. It's got the original Shrek sort of animation, but then does the Spider-Verse animation in there as well at some point. So yeah, we're definitely digging into I'm that I'm there one. for that. Um, so to round this off, the Velma, the Velma, uh, Velma segment of this episode, um, 
I'm going to end it on probably a highlight for for the show, but uh, a low point for certainly me. Josh might be a little bit impartial. Um, Velma is actually currently rated the number one most watched animated TV show in 2023. I, uh, for me, it's a double-edged sword. I I, I, I want to see where the mystery goes. Uh, they just need to rein it way back in and, and keep it focused instead of trying to I hope, tap in so many audiences. I hope that they thought, right, we've we've oh, we've done so much exposition in the first two episodes. Now we can focus. I can't see that happening. Episodes three and four are now out. Mm. Oh, by the point that this has come out, this episode, probably five and six will be as well. Uh, it seems like they're doing two a week. Um, so three and four are at this present moment out i haven't seen them i will watch them um maybe we'll talk about velma probably at the end of the season maybe we'll, we'll look into that again it's interesting you bring up that the, the fact that it's so controversial it's so disliked but yet so many people are watching it is there does that curiosity isn't it yeah. curiosity i think um most people want to know i think people are watching it when they know it's bad and the trouble with that is that if you're watching it if you're watching something that's bad they're just gonna go oh well and we're gonna make it anyway we'll probably make a season two and uh oh, devastating um velma <laughs> uh may, cool. may it get better no it won't it <laughs> won't get better it won't ever get better it is n- not good um uh, well josh actually enjoys it which you know makes well, I mean, me question. A, that's a stretch I mean, he kind I'm, of... I'm curious it's getting me to the end of this show and, and that's, that's the it. reason why it's the most watched tv show that's josh. it but enjoyment is a strong word <laughs> <laughs> So to round off our segment of the 2023, the, the things we're looking forward to in 2023, um, obviously, you know, the purpose of this show is to sort of explore our influences and what our inspirations are for our own goals. For me, I'm very new to the drawing industry. Um, so hopefully get into animating uh, is something I'm trying to do, um, but I've never been a big drawer. So that's something that I want to I wanna, I wanna get better at. Uh, and Josh, um, obviously, he said he's been doing it for 10 years, but he's learning to vi- uh, make video games. I've seen some of what you've done, Josh. I'm quite impressed. Thank you. Thank you. You know, yeah. Honestly, why, why are you laughing? I, it just, it, it's hard to sort of like put things together and because you, you fail so much at like making just the, the most basic thing. And, uh, you know, one line of code could be wrong and your game's just not working right or your T-posing everywhere. And it's just, oh. it's just a nightmare. And like, yeah, to get, to where i've been i've had to you know go through courses but yeah I, it's is i appreciate i appreciate the the no the, i do the, the, uh, josh the um you you seem very excited about the game that you're you're working on yeah and from what i've seen i've even gone i'm genuinely impressed the fact that you can make a person run i'm genuinely impressed um <clears throat> and you can control them I, that that's that's insane to me isn't it like i know we played video i've played video games since i was a kid right i'm sure you're the same but it's just insane to me that you, you can achieve that. And it's incredible. And for me, uh, I've always wanted to draw. and uh, something I wish I could always do. If you give me a piece of paper and a pen, I can't do it, right? But since getting into it digitally, I find I found that I've, I can do it. And I can draw things that I want to do. Um, and it's great to bring my art to life. So I guess I kind of get it in that aspect. It's not as grandiose, but for me, it hopefully will be. But that leads me nicely into what I want to talk about. And this is the final bit we will talk about today. Um, for twenty twenty three, what do you? What are your goals? What do you, uh, in, in in within what you want to achieve with drawing or your video game? What what do you want to achieve by the end of this year? I think for me, 
because I've taken it like so seriously, like in these last couple of years, like I've sketched on and off for like ten years, and not not really. They've been terrible drawings, but I've been trying to sort of like get better at it. But I think for me, last couple of years, I've really jumped into it, like you know, into the digital art side of it. Um, I for my twenty twenty three goal, I want to get like a working prototype of my game, um, or have the ability to make a asset within the game. So make a mesh, you know, draw like a table. Um, put it into a 3D software, uh, 3D modeling software like Blender, and then put that table in my game that's fully realized and it's got its full textures and everything with it, um, and just learn how to do that. Um, so hopefully by the end of 2023, um, I will be able to have either a good working asset in my game or some sort of prototype of my game that I can show to everybody. That's insane. Um, hopefully I'll be one of the first to see that. Um no, sick. I can't wait to see it. Like from what you've shown me so far, like I've said already, I'm genuinely uh, excited to see it, and I think it'll be cool to see things come to life like that. Um, so for myself, I have written a show that I want to eventually get animated. Um, and for those that don't know, uh, a lot of people will know, especially from uni. Uh, me and a few friends at uni made a. Um, a, a, sh a short film called the superhero experiment um which actually i found out i have to rename because did you know the word superhero is uh is copyrighted co-copyrighted by both dc and marvel there's a fact for you oh so you can't call something a superhero um which is why you don't actually hear outside of marvel and dc i don't know if in i can't think of it invincible um but yeah they're not that's actually it's actually copyrighted by them too i imagine disney are probably all right with it with like the Incredibles and that they probably sorted that all out. I don't know though. I can't think. How 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 would that work though? Like, is it you, you can hear superhero in it? You, like you can obviously, you but if it, you put it into something that is uh, an intellectual property that you're going to make money off of, that's a copyright. There's there's copyrights around it. The actual term superhero is copyrighted by those two. So they own a word. They co-own it. Wow. There you go. Fun fact for the day. Um, so anyway, um, but I wrote that we wrote and shot this film in a couple of days. I oh, will have to show you it after oh, this, yeah. Josh. Um, and we wrote that, and uh, for some reason, like it's it was obviously a very low budget university film that we made in two days. Um, but for some reason, the idea always stuck with me, and so I expanded it into a animated TV show. But also, I did a film a few years ago, and the main character from that film I turned into a comic book. And we had it for that comic book feature and another short film that I did, you know, a little meta reference to Tyler Cinematic Universe as uh, as, as it was. Um, so I've written a TV show about the super experiment. And this year, my goal with that is to design the characters, like draw them. I know exactly what I want to look like, but I need to see the designs for them and hopefully to start actually animating them. I don't know if I want to create the show by the end of the year. Um, but to have, I want to create a scene this year. By the end of the year, I want to have like one of the fight scenes in the first episode created, um, which I know is a lot of work and probably overly ambitious. But yeah, maybe we'll review that at the end of the year. Yeah. See where we, see where we got with it. Um, cool. So we have almost reached the end of our first episode. Um, we'd really appreciate you guys listening if you are. Um, and hopefully you'll stick around for future episodes 
one thing that we will do going forward is well there's actually a couple of things we want to do uh, in the end of each episode number one is we're going to do a code and color recommendation and each week one of us will pick something that we recommend for you be it a tv show an animated tv show sorry animated film or a video game and the other thing as well we aren't going to do these for a couple of weeks yet is me and josh actually do little drawing challenges um why don't you tell us a little bit about them yeah, so we'll just uh, we we recently were doing a drawing challenge where we would pick a subject, and then we both sort of draw a version of it of ourselves in our own sort of styles and our mediums. Um, so for one, uh, I saw for one of them it was Avatar. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I said to Tyler, "Let's draw ourselves as, as Navi," and he was like, "I would rather draw myself as an Avatar." As in the, the airbe- last Airbender, the, the better Avatar, yeah. not 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 the blue people because. Yeah screw them yeah um, i haven't done mine but yeah so what we'll do is in a couple of weeks is um once we've got into the flow of things a little bit we will start setting challenges and uh for each other and we'll probably post them on our instagram and stuff uh, maybe on facebook as well um and we'll 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 see if we can find a winner well yeah. let's see how we go and yeah, then yeah. maybe it will start a little competition um but we'll leave that for a couple of weeks um but also so just to get into the recommendation this week it's going to be one from myself and it's a show, it's an animated TV show that is on Netflix. Uh, it's called Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Um, and it is only, there's only three seasons of it. And all three seasons came out in one year back in 2020. And it focuses around a girl called Kipo who during, is, found herself during an apocalypse trying to find her family. Have you seen it? I have not, no. Oh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So definitely watch it it's a dreamworks show it's got an amazing soundtrack like all three seasons got such an amazing soundtrack the story is so compelling it's super fun lots of cool fighting in it and it's just uh, it is set during an apocalypse which i'm a sucker for um so i really recommend it you can find all three seasons on netflix uh please give it a watch and let us know what you think um josh any thoughts feelings before we wrap up today no it's been a really Really great first episode, and I'm looking well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my episode. This is Josh's first time doing a podcast. Can you tell? Round of applause for Josh. Thank you. Yeah, silent silent (laughs) over there. Cool. Uh, I'm yeah, but that's you know you're going to get a lot of sarcasm from me. I think I've gone easy on you this this week. Um, Cool. So this is uh, this has been the first episode, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Um, You can find us on Spotify every week. You can find us on Instagram at code.and.color.podcast. Um, we are only on Instagram at the moment. Probably expand into Twitter and Facebook later down the line, but we'll stick with Instagram for now. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Bye.